Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Asimoth. It was written by Doc Herbert, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode 17. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Dr. Zeno Sullivan. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Children of the light, children of the earth. Dear children, no, no, enough of this. I thought that I was free and clear at this point. Perhaps now that doctor can see some of the strangeness that I've seen, and maybe he'll accept the direction that I've chosen. Still, I didn't need this kind of stress in the middle of all this. Two years ago, I saw a ghoul, an undead monster, plain as day. That's how I knew that other guy was a ghoul. It was night. I was in a cemetery, and I saw it plain as day. It smiled at me. And the effect on my soul was profound. I thought I was losing my mind, and I consulted a psychologist. And as you may have guessed, it was Dr. Arlo Augustine. I didn't look like I do now, and he hasn't recognized me. But considering the current danger, I am feeling rather foolish for attempting to deceive him. Now things will be awkward. We often make our own difficulties. What does it matter now? We are all in terrible danger. While Cuthbert and I took Zebedee to get some treatment, the others made a terrifying discovery. Both Sylvia Englund and the ranger have been debrained. Animals are turning vicious, and there is a buzzing in the air. All of this leads me to turn back to my esoteric literature that I was obsessed with and that got me thrown out of the university. There are legends that say there is an ancient and alien race of flying lobster-like creatures that live in the far-off places of the Earth. The Himalayas, the Black Hills, Vermont, and apparently somewhere not too far from here. Their calling card are the brainless corpses they leave behind. There are illustrations in the Termitefs of Tibet that show battles between these flying monstrosities and the monks. They're referred to as the Migoi or Migo. It makes no clear sense why they would be here. The observatory was built a while back and the fire tower has been here much longer as have the residents. Now the others speculate that it must be because of the meteor, I can't say. But whatever the reason, we must be careful and vigilant we must listen for the buzzing in the air. Sylvia and the rangers seem to have not struggled at all. They were either drugged or mentally controlled. God help us all. And despite my personal relationships with my comrades, I am extremely anxious that Edith, Dr. Long, and Dr. Augustine return. The peril is higher than any of them Oh, thank God. 
they returned. Gentlemen, our uh, friends have arrived. Please, inside, 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 quickly. Yes, you're quite right. Uh, I'm afraid we couldn't bring Ranger Bob with us. Why, why not? I, it was, was he just stuck at his work? Uh, well. Lost his mind. Quite literally. Yes. I, yes I the, uh, Seems to be going around. Oh, no. Yes, that. That wasn't all. Well, it got worse? How could it oh. get worse than that? Birds. <laughs> birds. Those damn birds. They were everywhere. Yes, the white, white-eyed, uh, particularly interested in eating flesh, regardless of whether their species are seed eaters or not. You're going to think me insane for saying it, as we usually do, but I know what these things are. They're an uh, alien species. They've been written of in many texts throughout history. And their uh, calling card is taking the brains out of people's heads. Um, if you hear the buzzing, make sure you get to shelter quickly. Uh, I don't know how they take a person over they might have some form of mind control. Xeno, yeah, um, shelter didn't help Bob. It didn't help Sylvia. They were, we found them both we indoors. Need, we need to arm ourselves in some way. Dr. Uh, Dr. Augustine, there's something that you need to know. Something that all of you need to know. Um, I've met you before, Doctor. You probably don't recognize me in this getup. Let me have a closer. Gotta take the beard away and everything. Oh my, Herbert, Herbert Buns, is that you? It's, that's me. Why? It's been. How long's it been? Two years. Yes, you, uh, this, was, this was the man I was speaking about in terms of ghouls. Yes, and we've seen them since then. I'm not crazy. You just you need to open your mind to strange and weird things in the world. And now you know there are such things. Yes, but Mr. Uh, Mr. Buns, Zeno, whatever you're going by. I go you, by Zeno Saladin now. You, see, this is just going into your delusions. You My delusions. Somehow... Everything no, well, that I've said so far has proved true. Uh, yes, but you are still not mentally all there because you've gone from... This is the least of our concerns right now, doctor. Uh, I am sorry. I got on a whim. We all deal with things in our own manner. Yes, but you were a, a bit unstable back then. and Dr. Augustine, I... Um... I have a, we have a conversation to have once everything around here has been fortified against potential attack from carnivorous everything, as well as your aliens with crustaceous feet. 
Mm. Um, Keeper, how's the wildlife been around the observatory in the intervening time? Um, make a natural history or natural world roll, if you would, please. Yeah, not my skill set, I'm afraid. Yeah, you don't really have a have a sense of uh, anything, uh, any changes whatsoever. It's just wilderness from your perspective. I would also like to take a moment to uh, annotate the time, which is it's getting to be about seven, a little after seven. So the uh, the sun is past the mountain tops, uh, but there's still some ambient uh, lighting, but the shadows are getting longer and deeper. Um, just to let you know. Is, is there any, um, uh, like gasoline, kerosene, like, in the shed. like, like yep. lots, like, so if we, if we could dig just like a shallow, like six inch, six inch to a foot, like arc around one side, maybe we, if we could saturate that. If that fly. What is that? What is that going to do? Cuthbert yeah. is going to burn the forest down. No, oh, no, no. Really? Not build it in the forest, out in the clearing. You need to keep Just... the animals away. I exactly. The animals are the least of our worries. The, it's... The, the rest of the birds who didn't attack me after I, after I blasted some of them with the shotgun here. I don't birds know if risking burning ourselves. Yes, yes, birds, lots of birds. Okay, uh, well, never mind then. I was thinking of keeping that. And, and when you consider the way that uh, Ms. England's uh, male dog attacked the truck, they were hardly afraid of personal injury. Ms. Thomas, uh, do, do we have any weapons here? We have some. Oh. We we purchased a few firearms at the at Hank's general store. We'll need them. I think everyone should be armed. These things. There are there are are graphic illustrations uh, in ancient Tibetan manuscripts that show the monks fighting these things off, and they were fighting them off with spears and bows and arrows. Um, it seemed effectively. So our guns should work on them. Well, fortunately, while you were on your way to Helena with, uh, for Zeb, we uh, did purchase a couple of extra shotguns and lots of ammunition and a pistol. That, uh, and uh, Cuthbert and I were already armed, so we should be able to... I'm wondering about what... I, I, the observatory is mostly uh, concrete construction. Absolutely. The, the yeah. dome is metal. And the dome is metal. So that should be a lot easier to... Uh, we should we should take this twilight time to to set up some uh, comfortable places to alternate sleeping in because I fear these cabins are flimsy affairs. Well, it was the intention of Dimitri and Vasily to use the telescope tonight. The observatory is going to be wide open to the sky. Well, I'm only, so only sure that's a good idea. Open. Yes, if Zeno uh, Herbert here is correct then uh, it's not a good idea. I don't think we should have it open. We can, uh, we can uh, weigh our experience against our anxieties. It might be that if we can seal the rest of the building, having one aperture might actually be very effective if uh, people are awake and armed who aren't peering through the eyepiece. 
And, and now these creatures you're talking about, what is it? The, the me? Miko. Miko. They're intelligent, right? So if, who can say? Yes. Oh, they, they, they perfectly dissected the dog. They do intricate surgeries okay. that remove brains. Mm. I would call them intelligent. They're scientifically so, so intelligent. What, so what are we going to do with our trucks? They're smart enough to see us maneuver in them. And it, we're only our only way out is with them. So if we are all hunkered down inside tonight, what's to say night one, they just rip our trucks to pieces and then and night walk two. Back to town. There. You could fit at least one in the barn, I'd think. There's, it's just Trotsky I, in there. I think that's a good idea to try to shelter at least one. There's there's nothing though logically to indicate that they understand things like trucks. They definitely they, they, seem to understand biology. They're interested in it. Look, look, look. When they when they got Bob, when they got Sylvia, they didn't give a damn about their trucks. The buildings they were in didn't protect them. The trucks they had untouched. We could stick the trucks in a building. Buildings don't seem to be much of a hindrance to them. It's the numbers of us together that's going to do a damn thing, I believe. And our guns. Our guns, and, our, and again, I mean, Bob and Sylvia were alone. Would you say, Dr. Long, that uh, Bob was taken unawares? I, you would think that he just... Well, Augustine was saying that he was operated on while he was alive. Yes. But his, his posture, the rest of his body indicated that he was relaxed. And like what, he was what? aware it was happening, but didn't do anything about it. Yes, and where? he was he was aware of something. They were they talked to him. Mm. This buzzing voice talked to him from the woods yeah. the what? other night. Yeah, we have what? a correspondence we found in his cabin. What, what about the door? Was it was it smashed down? No. Was it un- it was unlocked? Unlocked. Okay. Uh, everything you're saying would seem to indicate mind control, or some sort of sleeping gas, or something, yeah, or, a, or a sedative. Well, as many natural plants that can paralyze a person. Once again, they, so. but they might—they still might not understand even what a door is the way we do. Maybe they just told him to let them in, and they walked in, took his brain, and left. Well, if they can control our minds, uh, hopefully having several consciousnesses at the same time awake will interfere with that. Otherwise, there's very little hope for us. Miss Thomas, do you know if they have any tinfoil? Sure, they do. Yes, John. I'm I'm wondering if we could construct some sort of reflective caps to keep them from... Well, uh... Dr. Augustine, uh, if you would help me uh, move some, um, you know, pillows and blankets and things into the observatory, we can chat about Dr. Saladin while we're preparing for the night. If anyone hears any buzzing, any noise such as this, immediately call out. And if anyone sees anyone else acting oddly, be sure and call out. Oddly. You say oddly, yes. I think in this uh, community that will be a hard thing to ascertain. No, 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 no. I, Just, I, you'll know it when you see it. Okay, Mister Buns. Okay. 
I would still like, even though I understand what you're saying, at least about the trucks, I'd still like to shelter one just in case. We don't know exactly how they work. It, it wouldn't take much to, to shelter one in the barn. Are you sure you'd locked. like to step outside right now? Aren't we outside right now? I thought we were all inside the, the living room. No, you kind of gestured for us to come inside. So yeah, we were inside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's still ample light reflecting from the sky. It's it's we're we could do this quickly. Can can the barn be locked up? Can we just drive one of the trucks into the barn? Yeah, that's that, that yeah. shouldn't be a problem. Take, yeah, take a ride make sure we them. secure Trotsky so he doesn't, you know, doesn't get in the way. Okay, and if we're going to take things from the house into the observatory, obviously, we'll be going outside too. Okay, so I'll take whatever the best truck is. Uh, or Edith, actually, I I can drive, but with this leg, it's kind of tough. So if, if I I can do it, it's fine. If you if you just watch after the mule, make sure he doesn't. Oh, certainly, certainly, yeah, I'll keep that aside, and I'll help chain up the uh, the entrance just in case. Again, you guys might be right. I don't know. I don't think any of us know, so we might as well be safe. <laughs> Try something. So you guys are going to start uh, securing the vehicle and uh, doing all that. Vasile uh, starts coming uh, towards the cabin. He's uh, exited the observatory and uh, sees the new uh, individual in the group and introduces himself to Dr. Uh, Augustine. Uh, he says, uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. Oh, please. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Um, I uh, reach into my pocket and I here is uh, my uh, handkerchief. But it's unused. I don't use them, but it's for you. It's brand new and it's for you, my good sir. He he accepts the handkerchief and goes, "Oh, so very kind of you. Very kind." He he stuffs it into his pocket and he, he sheds his jacket and folds it over and, and hands it back and says, please accept this coat as a, as a warm gift. Thank you for coming. You are very kind. Uh, Arlo has a bit of uh, a panic going on, but he, uh, thank, thank you, thank you. Very good, my friend. Thank you. So kind to meet you. So, friends, if, if you would come to the observatory, we will, we will begin this evening's observations and, and tracking. Please, please come. Have, it would be have, it would oh, be have, very have, good. Have we told them anything about this? What's going on? He's seen the tracks. He's seen the animal tracks. Yeah, he's seen the tracks. And, yeah, and, and we're gonna take some of those casts in as well. Not leaving. You, you get the around. you get the feeling that uh, Vasily thinks that it's a bobcat or something. <laughs> uh, but while you guys are outside, um, you hear on the wind as if coming down from the mountain nearby, this soft echoing. And it's definitely a moan that you've heard in much closer proximity before. Dr. Saladin, is that the Sasquatch? Yeah, sounds like the creature that uh, Zeb and I ran into. That is. That is a fascinating sound. Maybe it wants to escape these. Uh, is it in pain? Is it like maybe? Are they performing the operation on it? 
Or maybe is it simply succumbing to its burns? Or is it a warning? Or is it trying to scare something off? Or worried it could be a number of things? Oh, well, uh, how, how are you as a shot, Augustine? I am okay with a, with, with a gun, yes. Uh, I think a couple of us should see if we can follow the sound, and if the creature wants assistance, offer it. I'm not a bad shot with a pistol myself, actually, so I can assist if needed. Be no. careful, it's getting dark out there. Just a quick way, this creature, are you sure it's just not a very bearded man? Someone who's grown a lot of hair. I've seen men who have grown an abundance of hair mm. before. No, this thing was at least eight feet tall, and it was it was built like a thick, thick ape. Mm. You said its skull was exposed as well. Yeah, it was horribly uh, scarred along the side, all the way from the side of its face down its side of its body. Interesting. And and we saw it real closely, Seb and I both. Mm. Wow, if it is it's willing to communicate, that would be interesting. I am gonna go, you can go, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. Nemesis Yes. Is important too. I'm, I'm going that. to stay with Dr. Long. We'll take the observatory. And I... uh, yes, okay, Mr. Buns. What uh, do you want us to do with your bodies when we find them? Should we just bury them or should we lean them up against something? I prefer fire. Yes, I would prefer fire, but I'd rather you not touch my body. Well, whatever, whatever the birds leave behind. We can burn. Right, yes. Yeah. So if the birds or squirrels at this point get to us, you'll find little bit bone nod. Uh, dark humor aside, uh, shotgun shells in pocket. I would love to go with you, but with my leg, I, I would slow you down. I'll stay and uh, stay at the compound here and uh, get to the highest positions. Uh, you can shoot Cuthbert, can't you? Okay. Uh, highest position, no, no, Cornelius, you're coming with us inside the observatory. It will be you, myself, Zeno, Dimitri, and Vasily. Oh, yeah, we'll stay together. Yeah, yes. And, uh, but we're, I think we should give you the gun. I mean, a gun. A, a I, I have one. I've, I've got my, yeah, I've got my, my 38 here. All right. Oh, 32. Sorry. Oh, that's a little pea shooter. <laughs> I've actually got a 22. In my oh, God. Where'd you... I have I have a 16-gauge shotgun with me. So Good. All right. Saladin, Cuthbert, and Long are staying at the observatory. Correct. Yeah. With Dimitri Thomas, and... Augustine, and Baxter are heading out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Augustine the third. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the third's very important. Got it noted. All right. At least it was to the second and the first. <laughs> uh fantastic. Let's uh let's start with the trio who are jumping into a truck and heading out. Uh so you've made this trip before. You uh, head down the road to the junction, but you turn off the 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 beaten path and start four by fouring up into the mountains, up into the forest, and uh, you make it 
um, to a familiar distance uh, where you stop the vehicle and head out and strike out on foot. Um, it doesn't take long and you guys have returned to that upper, you know, uh, area that clearing, you know, kind of a ridge uh, or a, 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 like a hidden valley up there um, where you encountered something unusual, at least a couple of you did, and a tree has fallen uh, near there. And uh, you know, you're close to where supposedly where the uh, star had fallen. Oh, and now, I, now that we're here, I feel as though we should have brought a few heads of lettuce. I was just thinking the same thing, Dr. Baxter. Um, God knows anything around here that these animals can forage, they wouldn't need our help with. Yes, um, well, we, we just need to be careful. Yeah, stick together. No, we shouldn't separate. Right. Yes, what fools uh, would separate? So, um, Dr. Augustine, uh, Ms. Thomas's mother parked her truck over here near this cut in the ravine. Um, and that was a, apparently a meeting place for her and these Neanderthal or whatever it was that she was feeding. Um, Ms. Thomas, do you have an impression of whether she, I, I feel like she headed to the left from her truck. Is that what you recall? Or came back from there when she called out to us? I don't remember. I'm not sure. That probably uh, seems about right. If we are quiet, are we still hearing this creature cry or make listen rolls, please? Uh, that is a regular success. Starting off the night well. Yeah, not good. Uh, Dr. Augustine was successful only? Yes. Is that correct? Uh, Dr. Augustine, you do hear a sound uh, kind of up and to the left. There's a, you're in an area where um, it kind of plateaued, and so there's like a faux valley up here, a little hidden valley, and, uh, and then the mountains go up on either side and to the left, and, and these are forested mountains. Uh, you're not above a tree line yet. Uh, and so... Uh, to the left, you think you hear noise, uh, tree limbs breaking, uh, some kind of movement is occurring over there. Mm. Just, just over there, I hear something. All right, let's proceed as as we said, uh, loaded and in a in a tight group. It could the the same night that um, that. Uh, Zebedee and Cuthbert came across this humanoid creature uh, earlier. Um, some had seen a, a rabid bear feasting on a stag. So we only want to meet the latter, or the former kind of creature, and not the latter uh, unprepared. Yes, don't want to be dealing with a, a bear, especially at this time. And if it's got the same behavior as those birds, I wouldn't want to imagine what that bear's capable against all of us. Well, so if you'll be in the center, since you heard it, we'll flank you. 
So you're leading the way? Yeah. Uh, All right. Leading the, leading the way. Okay. So the, the three of you start uh, heading off into that uh, direction. You, uh, you're you pushing through uh, foliage uh, as you're kind of, you know, making your way up into this uh, uh, steeper area. Uh, you're able to use some of the trees as you know, hand and footholds really to kind of start going up into this direction. Um, I need everyone to make spot hidden rolls, please. That's a 98. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seeing anything. I'm a bad listener and a good spotter, but I had a not very good roll, but I'll spend luck for it to peer through this darkness. It's not, okay. not a good time to be blind. Uh, all right. So 10. Excellent. Dr. Baxter, um, as the three of you guys are kind of making your way up, you see something and you're able to uh, grab the back of uh, Arlo's jacket and prevent him from stepping forward as there seems to be some kind of slickness uh ahead of him on a rock that he apparently didn't notice and he almost stepped on and could have been uh could have turned an ankle maybe uh but you see this uh uh you pointed out this weirdness that he almost stepped on and this this strange fluid uh that seems to be covering this patch of stone um has a color that seems unusual and and nearby you see some um oddly shaped tree limbs uh but upon uh, a second viewing uh, they don't look like tree limbs in fact they look like some kind of limb crustacean limb giant crustacean limb um and and there seems to be a a pool of fluid of some sort um, oozing out of these two or three limbs that you see there on the ground. So, uh, uh, does there seem, it, would it be reasonable to suspect there might have been some sort of battle that separated these limbs from this fluid? Some of the nearby trees, the lower limbs are snapped and broken, and uh, and you are seeing some uh, evidence of a some kind of some kind of struggle has recently occurred here. the uh, The pool of fluid that Doctor Augustine nearly stepped upon, since he was leading this uh, group of youth up in here, uh, is still uh, damp. Um, it has I, a it has a stench to it. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna pick up a a dry twig from behind me and sort of stick it in the fluid and get an idea of its viscosity and you know texture. Yeah, it, it has a viscosity similar to to motor oil. It's bizarre, and the limbs end in jagged edges of broken shell or 
Yeah, it seems to have like a chitinous shell to it, uh, jointed in certain areas. You poke it with your stick and kind of flip and turn it, and it's almost uh, starting to come apart like uh, pressed leaves of paper. Um, but now these leaves of paper are starting to feather and fall apart. And it's almost disintegrating right before your eyes as you poke it with a stick. For what it's worth, Dr. Augustine, uh, I believe your patient buns are Dr. Saladin described these creatures, his Migo, as dissolving when dead. Mm. Just as they look at this come apart before our eyes, there'll be nothing. Mm. I believe, yes, his delusions seemingly are correct, but. Um, I think we, you know, it's obviously getting darker faster all the time mountain light in the evening mm. uh do we ms thomas can you think of any way we could try to <laughs> yes all right let's try to find the thing that survived this fight maybe it could we be could take it back with us it could be hurt and uh, it could be hurt. if it's intelligent i wouldn't want to abandon it no leave it out here to no. suffer yeah yeah yeah, All right, let's, so let's, let's hope that sound. it yeah. I never thought I'd say that a, a patient of mine was correct. God damn it. I'll tell you about ghouls later, Dr. Augustine. He's less mad than you thought. He's well, mad. He's, sti he's, he's still mad. But still not as bad as He's right about things you never would have guessed. Miss Thomas is still getting used to this idea, but... Well, I've had some patients similar to him in the past about ravings, so I we can discuss it at a later date. Yeah. Broad daylight. Yes, so. I'd like to get out of here as quickly as possible. Let's, let's well, see if we can find that noise. Let's find this person. I will refer to it as a person. As you guys are kind of heading up, further into this mountain area you are cloaked in shadow since the sun is on the opposite side everyone makes spot hidden rolls with bonus dies because of the darkness it actually aids you that was an 83 oh. followed by an 81 that are 72 and a 72 so i'm with you there <laughs> and my regular success turned into an extreme stress with a three all right well dr baxter keen-eyed dr baxter uh you don't have to go much further up you get past a uh, another clump of trees and uh you see an obvious uh cave up ahead uh that seems to have you just see the cave mouth uh but it seems that um uh, deeper inside that cave there is an orange uh flickering light dim uh, but it seems like a like a small light source is flickering from inside that cave. But with your extreme success, a little bit further to the right, a little bit further away, a little bit higher up, you see what you now recognize must be a second cave, except this one has some boulders um, that are positioned in front of it. And from some of the cracks... Um, you know, around the uh, the boulder that's kind of you know corking uh, that cave, you see um, uh, uh, 
a green glow kind of kind of seeping through the cracks of of the of that corked cave so you see these two entrances one is open one is one is closed um, and uh, you have you have also seen a blood trail uh, that looks different um, it looks like blood uh, that's uh, uh, leading towards that open cave Ms. Thomas, um, I can't imagine uh, how you're feeling on a day like this. <coughs> I haven't been able to take it all in, honestly. I wonder if these, first of all, I, it seems like these creatures might have fire, which is, if, if, if true, you know, a profound scientific import. I also wonder if you are not enough like your mother that they might be inclined to feel comfortable with you if you were to make an introduction of sorts at the, at the warmly lit cave. I feel like we should inspect the other cave tomorrow uh, uh, with tin foil hats and the mm. like. Okay. All right. If I think that that, that may be our at least our best bet. If they if they don't respond to you in a friendly fashion, we'll leave them in peace. Okay. If they respond violently, uh, Dr. Augustine and I will be, you know, mm-hmm. at the ready, but just a little bit away and out of sight so as not to threaten them unduly. Sure. Is that agreeable? I, yes, I think that that, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to brandish my weapon. I'll put it away. I don't want to appear threatening. Oh, you don't want to, especially. But we don't know what it is particularly. You said mm. some form of Sasquatch or whatever, but uh, it could be some form of intelligent hu- human it's of some stage. It might not, mm. you know. Might as be. you say, it could be a, a you know wild man as a peer. Exactly. Cultures. So, some mutation or something. You, there are people who are very excruciatingly tall and they have disabilities and are unable to speak properly or you know and then they grow yeah it could be that it might not be something otherworldly or out of the world it might not be a creature it could be human like an actual human being so Treated as such, I reckon, Miss Thomas. My mother dealt with them at some point and walked away unharmed. So yes, I'm gonna just approach cautiously and as non-threateningly as possible. Okay, so you're heading up. You still have to kind of get up to the level where that cave is, mm-hmm. um, and the gentlemen are staying where they are. As you're approaching that level of the cave, um, you hear another loud cry coming definitely now bugling out from that cave where it it just seems to be going Um, do you continue to approach yes um, I'll kind of get to the opening of the cave and and, hello hello okay uh, so just, just before, <laughs> just before you announce your presence, as you get to the to the top level there, you're now level with the cave. Kind of as you crest and get up there, 
make a sand roll as you uh, see a corpse. Ooh, a pass. Okay. All right, lose none for the pass. Um, so as you get up to the top, um, you had heard the description given by uh, Cornelius and Zeb about the mutilated um, eight-foot-tall thing that they had seen uh, previously. Um, you now recognize what they were describing as that poor uh, creature uh, is laying uh, near the mouth of the cave, just on the inside, um, on his back, um, eyes rolled up, what what one eye he had remaining. Um, and, and you see this uh, this horrible side of this thing. and it looks it looks even more injured, uh, but it's hard to tell what kind of injuries, um, well, you, you can tell. Some injuries look fresh and torn wounds. And then there are those other injuries that look like mutations, right? Mm. So it looks two separate types of injuries. So just as you get to the mouth of the cave, you see that, and then you hear a noise from deeper inside the cave. And uh, as you announce yourself, you hear uh, almost like in response, um, the sounds of uh, stone on stone scraping. Um, does it sound like it's getting closer or it does not? Yeah. In fact, it, it doesn't sound like it's getting closer. It just sounds like it's staying inside there and you heard some stones scraping. Okay. I'm going to at least gesture for, um, Dr. Baxter and Dr. Augustine to like, they can at least come up. Yeah. To at least the opening of the cave and examine the creature, if nothing else. And yeah, he's, he's unlike anything you've ever seen eight foot tall covered in hair where, where, where it isn't uh, mutated um, you know, where he had all those mute, you know, injuries, you know, like twisted flesh on his torso and right arm and half his right side of his skull. Um, but uh, uh, there are sounds and light deeper inside the cave. So the, the, the fresh injuries, do they look like, they're shots or stabs or or scratches or slices. Yeah, they, they look like tears, tears in the flesh, you know, with uh, intestine and organs uh, oh, coming out. Poor bastard. This is this is sad but fascinating. Just if we are all alive at the end of the week to take this to a natural history museum, things will papers will be many. I would what like to have them, a closer look. What if one of look? those Miko were in the cave? I'm, I think we have heard not his death cries, but his family's mourning cries. Yes, possibly. Which means we will have to be careful because if it has, if the creature, a human, whatever, has family and they're mourning, uh, they could be more dangerous. I, I should also point out, Doctor uh, or uh, Edith, um, you also see uh, a blood trail that goes deeper into the cave. All right, we we shouldn't leave this poor creature to suffer. Okay, what's the ahead. most soothing sound? Did your mother sing you a lullaby when you were a child? Yes, 
She did. Um, Hush, little baby. She sang that one a lot. Maybe she sang it to those things as well. Something to indicate that you're willing to be seen mm -hmm. and and not a, not a threat or a secret. And if you want us to come forward, but I think, I don't know. I think that we don't maybe, want to alarm them. Maybe we should go forward with her, but uh, a bit further back because if there's more hurt in there, I could be of some use. Mm. Oh, one other thing, we didn't bring lettuce and we didn't bring medicine bags either. No, but we can do with whatever we can. Well, let's keep our arms right. down yes, and try to seem friendly. Very well. No, I'll take Dr. Baxter up on his suggestion and kind of hum, hum a lullaby as, as we go in. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Edith, are you going alone? Are you leading the way? Is everyone going or are you going alone? Uh, I think they're following it a back, back a bit. Okay. Yeah. Edith, mm -hmm. you start working your way into the cave mm -hmm. and uh, you can see that there are shadows playing on the walls mm -hmm. and you can see uh, humanoid forms in these shadows. You know, you're getting closer. Mm -hmm. You come around a bend in the cave and there before you, you see a small campfire and you see a family huddled nearby. Uh, so what you see is um, kind of on the opposite side of the campfire, you see a large male with its right arm missing as he's clutching at a wound at his, at his right shoulder. Um, and uh, in front of the fire, you do see a hairy arm laying on the ground. Um, by that large male, you see what appears to be, as far as and you're kind of ascertaining all this, you know, super quick as you see it, um, you see what looks like a, a much older female um, hair. And these are just large, hairy creatures, much like what you saw at the cave entrance. Um, and this, this uh, much older female, uh, her hair is uh, turning a, like a yellow blonde with white tips. And she's got uh, red clay uh, mud like packed on her face and almost like a mask formation. And she's holding a, a, a glowing uh, stick from the fire. And she's pressing this brand into the open uh, wound on the male's arm. And he's been calling out as each time she presses that brand in there. Um, on the front side of the fire, so closer to you than those two are, you see a large female and she has a pretty sizable stone, uh, probably the size of a, of a beach ball, palmed in one hand. And she's got it cocked back and ready uh, and poised to throw. And then nearby her, off to the side, uh, you see two uh, young ones, uh, probably about the size, uh, comparatively, these young ones are about the size of adult chimps. And they're each holding uh, two-handed overhead, cocked back and ready. Each of them have a stone as well. And they're all just kind of poised and cocked and ready 
And as you see this, and then they're all kind of, they all heard you coming, of course, or smelled you coming maybe. Um, and the, there's a, there's a brief pause as you take in this view. And then the old woman with the red caked face, uh, she, she just kind of blinks and then returns her attention to that uh, pulping wound on the male's uh, missing arm. And she presses that brand in again. And then he goes, in response to it, please make a sand roll. Ooh, yes, I pass. That was a seven. Okay, just lose one. And... um, I assume you're going to try and be charming. Yes, the cautious and charming and like my my name is Edith. My mother Sylvia. I believe she had. You can you can give me a charm roll with a bonus die. Okay. Well, I'm not very charming. (laughs) You better be spending some luck. I will spend that luck. It's All 28 right. and out of the base 15, so that's not that much. Oh, that's okay. you got it. Uh, yeah, so you don't know if it's the words you're saying or the t- tune that you're humming, uh, but you can see there is a uh, visible uh, calmness kind of occurring. Um, and, uh, and so the, uh, the female, uh, she kind of calms and then she takes that, I mean, it's the size of a basketball and she's palming it with one hand and then she just kind of takes it and just sets it on the ground by the fire. And then the, the kids, uh, they take theirs and just kind of stepping backwards a little bit. They just let it drop heavily on the ground in front of each of them. And they begin to retreat deeper into the cave. Um, I'm going to try to communicate, um, like pointing at the, the elderly woman and the man with the stick. We can help you. Do you want help? Uh, give me a natural world. No, that's a fail. That's a big failure. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of blank faces staring okay, at you. All right. um, you can see that the uh, blood is not uh, pouring from the wound anymore. Okay. That the uh, that the old uh, medicine woman's uh, application of a of a firebrand seems to be staunching the bleeding. Um, I will kind of turn around and gesture to Dr. Baxter and Dr. Augustine. Okay. As the men step forward, uh, the, uh, the large female palms that stone again. You hear it scraping on the ground as she pulls it closer to her and she cocks it up. She gets it ready. So we're going to avoid eye contact. Maybe make fleeting eye contact. With fleeting eye contact, please, Easter, you make a sand roll. Oh, God. Oh, no. That was a fail for a for sand roll. Okay, roll a d4. And I rolled a, I rolled a 10, so I'm... Okay, just one. That's all right. Okay. If you're successful, lose one. Yes. 
Wow. All right. Um, your mother was right about there being a family. Um, well, I don't know. How do you think, Dr. Augustine, how do you think that um, the cauterization is going? Do we want to interfere and get our skulls smashed? Or do we want to back out and bring them vegetables tomorrow? I would suggest not right now interfering with the wound. It seems it's not bleeding anymore, but it does need attention. But... Do you have any more handkerchiefs or ties or something? Yes, I always have another one in my pocket. I don't have a pocket this side. I mean, I have one. I ha I yes, here. Pulls that handkerchief. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Augustine's cloth and I'm gonna press it against where my missing arm would be if I were missing an arm. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna gently sort of toss it, you know, to the side of the fire. And I think we should get out of here. But we'll be back with food. Yes. Not not, not turning our backs. Just like backing yeah. out of the cave. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah trying to mime like food. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they use spoons, Miss Thomas. I, you're probably right. Hmm, I wonder. Yes, we should. We also need to figure out a good way of con speaking to these people. Like talking, sl talking slower, doing tapping at things and that it might not help, but yeah, I think, we I can, think visual language might be more effective, but we'll take time to find out. Somehow your mother it, figured it out. It's a pity she didn't tell anyone. Yes, I, 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 we searched her house pretty thoroughly. I was going to say perhaps she may have left some notes behind, but I don't, I think, I think we looked through her house and didn't find anything. I, I tried without being disrespectful to, I mean, it wasn't a big place. True. Um, yeah, maybe tomorrow we can bring them some food and just leave it at the mouth of the cave. They don't seem to be, want to be bothered by us. No, understandably. We, we could try, I don't know if I learned it a little bit, but we could try a little bit of uh, sign language. It's fairly recent, but I had to, I had a deaf patient once, so. I tried to learn a way to communicate better. I mean, just yeah. writing on a chalkboard. All right. So you three begin to back out and exit the cave. You are not pursued. You are able to make it to the uh, mouth of the cave uh, where the corpse still is, and you're able to descend. Um, I think we're going to move the camera and go backwards in time to just as uh, the truck is leaving with the three of you, as we focus on uh, Dr. Long and Mr. Cuthbert and Dr. Saladin, as uh, you guys are doing something here at the observatory. What is that? Well, I want, I'm, I am curious uh, in Nemesis, um, Trying to put the, I don't know, the threat of 
crustaceans in the forest that have a penchant for brain surgery out of my mind. Uh, I want to assist Dimitri and Vasily as best I can using my skill set and knowledge. Okay. Um, go ahead and uh, if you have, do you have a, um, uh, astronomy, right? Yes. I do have astronomy. Yeah. Give me an astronomy with a, a bonus die since you're using proper equipment in a proper facility. Well, my 76 became a 76. Uh, so I'm going to spend one point of luck to pass. <laughs> Fantastic. And we're uh, keeping our eyes trained on the opening in case Miko suddenly pops out and lands on the thing. All right. So you're doing that. So you have weapons inside the. Hell yes. Inside the observatory, inside the, the telescope room. Okay. Uh, uh, what about you, Dr. Cuthbert? What are you doing? Um, um, so, so just so I can understand the observatory, there's one door that enters from the outside into it or, or a couple yes. doors, just one, okay, door. So one, one door. And then are there one or two windows or lots of windows around there or so just, any windows? Okay, so just one door and it goes immediately into the observatory or is there like a little entrance room and then the big observatory? Just so the, kind of picture yeah, for so defense. It's, a, it's like a two-story building. Well, okay. it's, it's a two-story, but three-story because there is a basement area. Um, but you come in at the ground floor and the ground floor area, it does have a couple of windows in that ground floor. But then when you go upstairs, that's the telescope room, the second story and there's no windows there other than the dome that opens. Um, and then there is a, a, a cellar, uh, an interior, you know, basement cellar uh, room, uh, which is really for long-term storage. The ground floor has like a small uh, office area desk, which, you know, has a, a pseudo library in it. There's also a separate radio room uh, where you guys have been receiving uh, those, uh, those, you know, the, the uh, shortwave radio uh, calls from Garrison. Uh, there's a window in that room for sure, because that's how you guys hear whenever the, uh, the shortwave squawks and uh, someone from Garrison is trying to reach you. Um, and then there's like a supply closet and all that kind of stuff too. Okay. So I would like to, uh, as quickly as possible, gather up, uh, a little bit of wood and just, uh, hammer up, uh, board up the two or three windows that are on that ground floor before heading up with everyone else to the, uh, to the, uh, upstairs. Okay. All right. And oh, they're and, not, and they're not huge the windows. They're, yeah. they're fairly small windows and, and, uh, and their, 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 their action is, uh, they're tipping windows. So, you know, you undo a lever and push out and it's hinged at the top edge. So it just, you know, it pushes out, you know, a few inches just for an air breeze, but it's not like it's a double paned or something like that. They're just these really small, a child, if you broke the window out, a child could crawl through it, um, and an adult would have a hard time. So they're really small windows that are, you know, just kind of levered out. Uh, so it doesn't take much at all in order to uh, kind of close those things off. Um, and uh, so as you are um, shuttering those windows, 
uh, and everybody else is uh, is upstairs. Uh, you hear uh, a voice going, oh, Cornelius. Oh. Ah, not Cornelius, good. we need you. No, 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 no. No, you don't. Cornelius. Guys, Cornelius. this isn't good. I'm, I'm running if I can. Okay. Uh, uh, give me a dex roll. Oh, geez. Oh, that's right. Oh, come on. Of course. 95. That's because of my leg. Oh, yeah. Pick, on the, pick on the injured guy. I exactly. See yeah. You, uh, in fact, you fall and you hit your head, oh. uh, take a point of damage, and yeah. your, your, your scalp is bleeding. Ow. Do we hear him? Yes. Oh, dear God. Cuthbert. I. Grab whatever gun I have and I run down the stairs. It's here. Dear God, Cuthbert, did they try to cut your head open? No, I felt there's there's the buzzing that's calling my name. This isn't good. This must have been how it started with the rest of them. Come come on, come upstairs. Okay. I'll I'll help him up. All right. Okay. Dimitri is uh livid. What are you doing? This is insane. Get that whipping out of here. I, I, I cannot. I cannot work under these conditions. What is going on here? So is he oblivious to everything that we've said and done and told him? And uh... you're raving like a madman. And I, I don't know why my Russian is now an Irish accent. <laughs> It's not just him. It's it's. This isn't what just Zeno's seen. No, we've just... all seen. Doctor Long, you explain. Look, you just Zeno. Just take everything down downstairs. We we can sort this out later. Uh, I'm a little distracted because I'm very fascinated looking through this. I telescope. feel we're safer up here. There's only one door in. They're they're close did, enough to be calling, buzzing to me did, already. Did Dimitri, they there've been some, there've been some animal activity. Uh, we were attacked by some dogs earlier today, uh, rabid bears and the like. Uh, they're just a little spook. That's all. If uh... this is my observatory, and I will not have you. Uh, uh, disturbing my work and defiling the sanctity of this of this uh, uh, facility. What is going on? I demand answers now. You're raving like lunatics. You, you guys didn't happen to bring back Bob in the truck, did you? Vasily is here, isn't he? Yeah, Vasily is here. Sure, Vasily's yeah. seen the, the the footprints and the. I I have seen Bobcat. Well, Bobcat's going to kill us all if we're not careful. You guys have heard what happened to Sylvia down the road. She had a very tragic accident. Yeah, well, those tragic accidents seem to be happening to more than just her around here. There's there's there might be a deranged lunatic out there, and we may be in danger. We are in danger. 
We the, are uh, Vasily, Vasily and Dmitri are speaking to each other in Russian. Oh. Damn it. Well, well, while they're uh, contemplating the my colleagues and their firearms, uh, do I see anything interesting in the telescope? Yes. Uh, so looking through the scope, you do see now here in the real world, you see the object known as Nemesis. And it has a... It looks like a comet, red colored core with a green, uh, a green halo around it. And it just seems to be just so ever so slowly tumbling in the, in the viewer. Make a uh, power roll for me, if you would. Sure thing. 43 is a pass. Um, as you observe it through the uh, through the lens, um, you feel something cold going through you uh, that uh, gives you pause, but you you kind of shake it off as you you know let science and and discipline of of the of the of the art really of your science um hold your reasoning and hold your hold your uh, uh your thoughtful mind and, and you don't give in to uh, the the growing sense of panic that you that you seem to be getting from looking at nemesis through the telescope can you uh extrapolate its trajectory is it going to pass us? Now just see, you know, these matters are, are quite complicated. It takes a lot it, of observation it, it, and, and math. It's not I don't know yet. If you will, sir, please. It just, requires much concentration. Zeno. Zeno, could could you help me? Get bandaged yes, up yes, a little bit. Of course. I, I'm bleeding a bit here. We do a first aid roll. Okay. Within the telescope room itself, there is a, a ground floor, but the telescope is kind of on a large tripod, you know, kind of a, a, a large base that allows it to uh, pivot up and down, and, and uh, the floor moves along with the dome itself you know so um you know that's how it, it'll it'll uh, azimuth around um and there is a almost like a catwalk system um that's up elevated above the ground floor uh, and it's on that catwalk system where you have access to uh, look through the view and and see through the telescope but you can be in the in the observatory room but on the floor not not on the catwalk where you can see through the scope so in my mind's eye i've got uh dr long and vasile and dimitri crowded because it's really not designed for three people but crowded up on that catwalk with dr saladin and cuthbert on the ground 
below and that catwalk is you know that same kind of like uh, uh metal mesh you know so you can see through it and everything where's the mechanism to initiate the closing of that it is down on the on the floor area with uh, you and Dr. Salad, and it's it's you know uh, hand crank uh, mechanical to uh, um, to close those doors. When when we saw them opened up, how long would we guesstimate to be able to close them? Uh, would it take like a minute, five minutes? Is yeah, it-, it it takes about three minutes to to crank it through. Of, of somebody giving it they're all cranking it yeah while their flesh is not being rendered from their body okay. yeah ideally okay. ideally yes yeah i'm just flabbergasted at their uh, lack of concern for all that's been going on well they haven't seen anything they haven't really experienced anything they've seen some weird bobcat footprints but um their guests have been uh you know from their perspective these guests have been much more interested in anything other than the uh amazement of an observatory i'm just nervously uh down there near the mechanism to close the the thing um staring up at the sky uh, and so Vasile and Dimitri uh, are conferring with you, Dr. Long. Uh, yes, what, what, uh, uh, what are your thoughts on this? What are you collecting? What do you see? It, it seems to be some kind of comet. Uh, but the coloration yes. on it uh, uh, is, well, it's quite, quite striking. Yes, very. I found that so myself. It's moving. I mean, it's almost tumbling. Uh, that's yes. quite unusual. No, yes. it is. I can see why this has captured your your fascination. Yes, it is. It is. It has been all I could think of for quite some time. Very, very interesting. So. So thought-provoking. Keeps the mind going. What are my notes? What are my notes? Uh, there's a just a microscopic little uh, desk area up here, you know, for them to kind of keep some, some uh, you know, most current notebooks and something like that. And, and uh, uh, Dimitri is, you know, kind of rifling through this. He's, I, oh, God, what are my notes? Uh, Vasile, I, I need my notes. Will you, down to the uh, office, please, get my notes. And, and uh, Vasile is, uh, oh, yes, uh, yes, doctor, let me, let me do that. And uh, Vasile starts descending from the catwalk, gets down to the floor level with Zeno uh, and, uh, and Cornelius, and uh, he's heading for the door to exit the, uh, the dome room and go down the stairs to the ground floor of the observatory. Um, I'll just sort of let him go, but I'll, I'll, I'll follow him, but from a distance. Okay. All right. Um, Zeno, what are you doing? 
Um, I'm grabbing Cuthbert and saying, no, you're not. You were just injured. You fell down. You cut your head open, and I can't stop the bleeding. Yeah. You're going to sit here. And... But he's, he's, I just want to make sure something doesn't come for him. If, if we are What there, are you going to do if it does? We need to fix it. Your, your head wounds bleed profusely, and I can't get yours to stop. I just don't want another body to turn up here. Unfortunately, Dr. Arlo hasn't given me a damn thing, so I don't have any extra handkerchiefs to put on your head or... <laughs> maybe maybe your turban, maybe? <laughs> here, put this on. Do it. Thank you. And with the application of the turban, your, your bleeding does stop. Oh, thank you. Now I'm just going to look like a pirate. Uh, Dr. Long, um, are you uh, looking through, observed, uh, through the telescope? Are you having a conversation with uh, Dimitri? What's going on? Uh, both. Okay. I'm just finding it very hard to look away from from this object. It's really compelling to, to keep looking at it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely compelling to, to look at it. You, you, you feel yourself kind of being drawn into it. There's, it's inexplicable. There's something about it that, that makes you um, just want to keep watching it. Yeah. Remind me again, Dimitri, how long have you been tracking this object? Nemesis, you call it? Oh, yes. The nemesis. Let's see. I need my notes. I can. I can. I can't think without my notes. It's easier. That's why I write them down. That's why I keep notes. No, of course. Of course. Uh, and so, as you're as you're talking to him, um, you see Dimitri's skin uh, almost uh, suddenly kind of kind of pull back, like almost like a look of surprise, like his his flesh is being pulled back. You hear some sort of weird kind of a weird kind of weird sound, and. Um, and you see there seems to be like these weird sticky tendrils on the back of it. And you see Dimitri kind of goes, ah, ah. and then suddenly Dimitri is just yoinked out the, uh, out the opening of the telescope hole, right? Just right up in the sky, straight out. It was like the long um, sticky uh, string that had a, that had a large webbing kind of thing that, that seemed to grab it in the back of the skull, the side of the face, the, the back of his back and just yoinked him straight out. Ah! And you hear his ankles bang against the edge of the, uh, of the, of the dome as he's, as he, you know, suddenly disappears right out the top of the dome. Close the damn door. Close the observatory. I am getting the hell off this platform. Closing. Closing. And I have to do this for three minutes. Uh, All right. Uh, Only one person can do it. There's only one crank. Uh, So it looks like Cornelius is going to be cranking on it. Cornelius, give me a strength roll. Uh, Dr. Long. um, 20. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you're, you're making uh, this good time. It's it's a hard, hard success. Yeah, you feel like you're going to be able to get it closed in less than three minutes. 
Dr. Long, what do you do as uh, Dimitri has just uh, vanished in front of you? I'm <laughs> I'm getting off. I'm going down the catwalk and try to get I'm trying to get down now. This is a uh... are, are you just descending or are you trying to get out? I'm I am... GTFO. I'm not a I'm not a GTFO mode because it hasn't come for me yet. Uh, but I am getting the hell off the platform. Yeah, I am watching, just not looking up, just putting my feet where they need to go as quickly as I can. <laughs> okay. On the steps. Um, all right. Steps. Uh, so as you uh, start to do that, um, you guys hear uh, some banging on the metal uh, of the dome. I assume um, everyone looks up when you hear a noise, you like, what was that? You look at the noise? Oh, yeah, I'm looking. Because I'm, I keep looking up to see how much more I have to go. All right. I need uh, all three of you to please make sand rolls as two large crustaceans oh, have geez. come in through the hole and landed on the uh, telescope. 80 is a failure. Um, 30, 31 pass. I passed. I'm going to shoot that fucking one of the, at least the closest one. Uh, all right. Let's see. I expect. Oh, there we go. Uh, if you passed, lose one. If you failed, roll a d6. Oh, no. Did oh, any no. of us fail? Yeah, Dr. Long. 1d6. Because he's having to deal with the fact that I'm right again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that. Two, only two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's uh, let me get some dexterity. It's uh, long. What's your dexterity? 50. Saladin? 60. Cuthbert? Oh, dexterity. Oh, picking on the, on the uh, 45. <laughs> Damn this leg. Damn this leg. So Damn you, dreamlands. Yeah, I'm not shooting. I, I'm just putting everything into closing the They're inside cardelians <laughs> oh these are all the way inside they landed on the telescope two of them two of oh, them fuck. came in and landed on the telescope oh okay um, yeah. dr. Yeah. Or dr saladin you have a uh, a drawn and readied weapon is what i understand correct yeah okay but cuthbert is uh cranking and long is climbing down so they don't have readied weapons so um uh, you may certainly go first, uh, Dr. Saladin. Okay. I'm aiming for the closest one, and I'm what, trying to. And aim. what are you, what are you firing? Uh, well, the shotgun was sitting right here. Doctor Long set it down while he was looking through the. Okay, you're going to shoot a shotgun. All right. And a twenty-five out of twenty-five. So, twenty-five out of twenty-five. All right. Excellent. Um, Great. Which kind of shotgun? Uh, I believe. Gauge? Yeah. Oh my god! Well, how close are they? Um, they are within um, decks and feet. I'm sure. They're within thirty feet. Yes. So See, I, I had a six. I had a six gauge, a sixteen hmm. gauge shotgun, not a twelve gauge. Oh, I don't have that up here. What's two d six plus two slash one d six. Plus one slash one d four. 
2d6 plus 2. Yeah, so you're in short range. Um, so shotgun 16, yeah, 2d6 plus 2. Eight points of damage. Uno momento. I'm aiming for its little sparkly head. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yep. So you fire, and um, the crustacean basically explodes. Oh. Um, and you hear it, you know, make some sort of, and the, the it has this pulpy mass for a, what you assume is the head, and it's all, you know, scintillating in colors. And so you fire, and, and one of the crustaceans basically explodes, and just this weird juice and 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 carapace legs and, and wings just go splattering everywhere. Um, the other one uh, that's up there uh, has a deck speed that's greater than any of your companions, and and we'll now go after you. Uh, I need to double check. Is the shotgun this kind? Or is it? Uh, it is a double <laughs> barrel. Uh, so it only has the two shots in it. So it's a, it's a breach open. Okay. And, and fire. I probably fired both shots, though. Uh well okay then I mean you only get the one target with both shots so I mean, can you fire two a double barrel shotgun separately one, yeah one you can fire that. both barrels at one time but they're both hitting the same target yeah. or um I you can you can fire them independently but you can shoot them independently I didn't know. so you can shoot one barrel aim at a different target shoot the other barrel okay well let's say that I did that <laughs> or yeah. that I'm going to. Otherwise, you can roll your two d six plus two again, and well, I already and, obliterated the one, and you already you already obliterated it with the one, but could really obliterate it with the both if you want. So it's uh, coming at me. So it's sitting up on the uh, yeah. So it's sitting up on top of the of the telescope near the near its companion that just just exploded. Um, and, uh, you, again, it, it's some sort of, oh, let me share, let me share a, a picture of, of what has, uh, arrived in the room, if I may. So two of these Jeez. came in and landed on the, uh, on the telescope. So that's fun. Uh, um so the one that the one that was not obliterated um it seems to have uh something in one of its little pincher claws um small black kind of knobby looking um and let me just double check something real quick here if i may pardon pregnant pause here this is not good what it's not good 
It's Maybe worse. it'll try it's, to fire all the charges at once and blow itself to smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> like we it's not holding charges. a bouquet, I'm guessing. Um, and so it kind of it kind of holds its its little claw up with this thing that's you know kind of stuffed in its hand, and uh, and it it like it looks like stone, but it squeezes like a sponge bit, and it and it squeezes this thing, and uh, and you can almost hear um, there's some sort of like subsonic frequency, Doctor Saladin, that you kind of kind of hear. Um, so let me make a test. <laughs> so um, the subsonic uh, frequency, um, you kind of go, ah, and, and you almost kind of involuntarily step back you know, kind of pivot back on one foot. Uh, but by doing that, you're not standing exactly where you were a second ago. And uh, the air uh, has kind of like that, that heat shimmer uh, effect that you might see on a, on a long road in the middle of the afternoon. And that heat shimmer, um, which seems to be very tightly compressed, it, uh, it seems to go through you and um, right by you, you know, was the wall of the, of the dome that you're in. And there's a basketball sized hole that goes through the wall now and goes, you know, through other walls. And uh, you, you can see like this little tunnel that goes through. Uh, and the heat shimmer is, you know, it just suddenly stopped. It was there for a second and then it suddenly stopped. And uh, and uh, you can hear the uh, the thing kind of chittering. You know, little claws are clicking and chittering. And the the uh, you see some blacks and reds and purples, uh, flashes of color scintillating across its skull in uh, in anger. Use that kind of language with me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Long. You're on the ground floor with uh, Doctor Saladin and, and Mr. Cuthbert. Um, it's it's uh, you guys. You guys can take an action. Oh, well, Zeno has decided to take my gun and not bring one of his own, so that's nice. <laughs> yep, he picked up your shotgun. So I will hide. Okay, there's really no place to hide in here. Is there the basement area? Uh, yeah, you you can go through the door and start because you're on the second, you know, you're in the dome, which is the second floor of the observatory. You can take the stairs down to the ground floor, or maybe even take stairs down to the basement, or take the door out. You know, whatever you want to do. I'm worried about just going out into the open air, so I will go deeper into the observatory. All right, so you head for the door and start leaving the dome. Cuthbert, what do you do? I spin. You're still cranking, but what do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to spin around, take a knee, aim, and put a, uh, my good old 32 round into it. All right. Um, go ahead and uh, give me a firearms check. Um, that's a lot of movement, So, uh, and you're aiming. 
Oh yeah, so I guess I don't shoot yet because I'm 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 aiming. Okay. Do you want to aim, or do you? Was that just you're talking? You're just raising the gun up. Yeah, I, I'll I'll spin, take a knee, and get ready to shoot. But I want to I want to uh, train it my the on it. I, I don't want to take a wild shot. I'm not the best of shots, so I want to just take a moment and aim. Okay. It's got right. some sort of heat ray. Yeah. Uh, so you will hold your action this round in order to aim to have a good shot next round. Yes. Which will give you a bonus die next round, which is great. Uh, awesome. All right. Um, so that accounts for everybody then in the combat round. So we go back to the top. Everyone has a readied weapon. So by adding 50 to your, uh, to your dexterities, that will still put the Mego first. Um, so the Mego will fire. Uh, does anyone, Dr. Saladin, you seem to be the target. Um, do you wish to dodge for cover, which would negate your ability to attack? Or do you want me to just shoot? Oh, boy. I don't see how I could resist that heat ray. I'm probably going to dive for cover. All right, dive for cover. So make a dodge roll. Was that die for cover or dive for dive. cover? You would die for an cover right now. <laughs> Ow! Awesome roll. Okay, so Which you did... I, what I did is I just dove through the hole. <laughs> Not quite large enough. Uh, but you do, uh, you do dive. You won't get an attack this round, but you are lucky uh, because I had a hard success. And uh, so you dive out of the way and another heat heat beam and a, a big basketball sized hole appears through the wall again. Uh, and the thing is chittering uh, and more scintillating colors are happening. Um, so you've dove out of the way. You'll lose your action. Um Mr. Cuthbert, you may make a firearms check with a bonus die. All righty. Let's see here. Oh, crud. And a, oh, it's an 03. Holy cow. Okay. Um, so with an impale, do uh, max damage with your weapon and uh, roll as well. That's an eight plus, plus a D8. And oh, and it's another eight. I got a six. Whoa, I, I, I'm on fire. And what are you shooting? Uh, it's a 32. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just a D8. That's it. But, but still, but still you, did, you did 16 points of damage? Yeah, I must have yeah. landed it right between its eyes or something. Yeah, you sent that bullet and you, you saw it kind of, kind of splash into that pulpy mass of color. Um, and as you did that, you can see all the, the wings start to, to flutter uh, vigorously and the legs seem to wobble and it falls, all the legs splay out and it falls belly down on the, uh, on the telescope. And it also kind of lands in the goo of its companion that died. And then it just kind of slides and tumbles off of the, uh, of the telescope hits the catwalk that's up there, pinwheels, and falls on the ground 
uh, right next to you. And you can hear a sickening crunch as the carapace kind of crushes under its own weight. And a bunch of, of, of strangely colored ooze uh, begins to seep out of the, uh, of the creature that fell. Oh. Dr. Long, um, you hear gunfire behind you um, as you're, uh, you know, racing down the uh, steps and um as you get down the steps uh in the office nearby uh Vasily or yeah Vasily is uh <coughs> excuse me Vasily is in the uh, is in the office and uh he's uh, seated at the desk and he's like Dr. Long help me What, what what's wrong? What? Make a spot hidden. Fifty-five is a pass. Okay, the room is uh, fairly dark in there, uh, but you can tell that uh, Vasily is seated at the desk, um, and uh, and he keeps saying, "Doctor Long, help me," but. You notice his lips don't seem to be moving. Uh, is there a light switch? Uh, there's I, a pull string. There's a pull string in the room. Do I have to walk in to greet it? You would have to walk in to, to oh, reach it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to bat. His lips aren't moving. This is, is there a buzz in his voice? Uh, make, a, make a listen roll. Uh, 57's not, it's a fail. Yeah, hard to tell. Your ring, your ears are ringing. Yeah. You've got some tinnitus going on from the shotgun that went off. Oh, uh, well, I want to do something very stupid because I don't, Frederick Long does not know all the details of the Whisper of Darkness. So I want to go in and I'm going to pull the light cord. All right, yeah. You walk in, you pull that light cord and uh, you can see, um, you can see Vasile sitting in the chair, and now that the light is filling the room, there seems to be this large puppet master uh, right behind him. Several arms uh, are kind of reaching around the desk and manipulating uh, uh, Vasile's corpse, and the, the, the creature kind of stands erect uh, up back from behind him. Make another sand roll for that, if you would, please. Oh, 40 is a pass. All right, uh, roll a D2. One. All right, you lose one. Um, and... Uh, it has a greater dexterity than you. Um, and so you may attempt to fight back or dodge as this large pinching claw starts to kind of zip out towards you. I'm going to try to dodge. Okay. 20 is a pass, regular. Yep. And I had a terrible roll. So you kind of dodge out of the way, and this, this large pincher kind of you know snaps in the air right near where you were. And it begins to kind of start scuttling up over uh, Vasile, the chair, the desk. What do you do? Back up the stairs, slam the door behind me. <laughs> okay. 
All right, any barriers, you... anything I could pull down on my way back, <laughs> I will do uh, so. Any shelves. There's, uh, there's just a door. All right, shutting the door. Okay. All right. Uh, use, uh, you slam the door, you start running. Oh, God. So you're going back up into the observatory? <laughs> yep. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So you go back up into the observatory, and uh, just as you're like, you know, shutting the door to the dome room, to the telescope room, um, uh, you see that thing kind of starting to clamber up the stairs. It's too big for the stairwell. It's a very narrow, tight stairwell. Um, you know, space is at a, is at a premium in this type of building. Uh, and it's trying to force its way up, uh, which is quite slow going. So you're able to get up there and bam, slam that door. It's uh, not as loud anymore in here. Uh, you still have that tinnitus kind of ringing through your ears, but um, it looks like the creatures are dead. They got the silly. <coughs> and it, there's a lot of metal in here, right? Lots can we of metal. Hear, can we hear the thing clambering up the stairs outside the door? You can. Okay. I say, Dr. Long, get out of the way. And I'm going to stand there. It's a metal door. Right. I'm waiting for it to try to bash in the door. Okay. As I'm going to. I get I get out of the way. I, right. uh, are, are, is Dr. Long close to where I am? Yes. Okay. Uh, Dr. Long, here. I, I hand Dr. Long my, my 32. And then I start closing the thing uh, again. Because I, I should have but not much. close by it should be well. It should be yeah. close, but I left it. I I dropped and started firing earlier, so I want to make sure no more come in through the top. No. Okay. Yep, you do that. You uh, you give uh, long your pistol, and you do finish shutting the dome. All right. To Doctor Long, there should be uh, that that weapon that it was using. Yeah, it's like a what? black that thing that that energy thing. I'm not touching that. Think of the scientific advancements we could make with such a thing. Maybe later, but right now, let's use what we know. If we can figure out how to use it, we could use it on these things if they try to come through the door. In 30 seconds, something's down there. It got, it got the silly. It was trying to... The lights were off in the office. It tried to lure me inside, and I, I fell for it. I went in there, I turned on the light, and... Uh, God, it got Vasily, they got Dimitri. Oh, geez. What about uh, what about the others? Maybe it was know. trying to lure them up into the mountains. I don't know. We just hold oh, out. There's one of them down there. You can hear it. We'll, we'll try to hold out <laughs> until morning. And then once it's light, hopefully we have the uh, truck still and, and we need to get the hell out of here if they don't come back. Maybe search for them along the way. Well, there's, still, there's still one down there. Well, they got Dimitri and they got Vasily. I don't know so. what they did to Vasily. So, so, he wasn't so. moving. It was it was in the dark. It was articulating his limbs it, like, like a like a puppeteer, like a marionette. I <sighs> look, look around you, Doctor Long. It's it's your observatory now. It's going to be a mausoleum pretty soon. No, we know we can kill him. We've killed two of them. Yeah, but how many are there? 
Was that it? Are there hundreds more? We have no idea. Actually, does somebody have another bullet for this damn thing? Oh, I've I've got I've got another I've got six more rounds plus what's in there, Doctor Long. Here, you take this back. Oh, okay. I'm not good with pistols. <clears throat> Are you good well, with shotguns? I like to hit birds. I'm not great with shotguns. Well, I, I think we're as good as each other. Okay. So, Doctor Long, how close is that creature downstairs to the to the radio? Do you think we have a chance to get to the radio to to call for help? Who would we call? Who the hell are we going to call for help, Cuthbert? Well, what are we, we going to tell them? We call the police and say there's been murders up here. The police, we need they help. got. We could contact the fire tower. They're gone. Sylvie is gone. For all we know, they've gotten to the people in well, town. We gotta try. We gotta try. But we just can't I sit could, here. Radio, and what are we? What are we gonna tell Hank? What are we gonna tell Hank? Huh? That there's 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 a homicidal maniac up here, and there's at least two dead. No, we don't tell anybody anything. They're gonna think we're all mad. We're gonna all end up with Zeb. I'd rather be mad with Zeb than dead with my brain carved out of my head. Cuthbert. They'll send people up here. They'll send people up here thinking there's a homicidal maniac and they're just going to get picked off one by one on the road from the flying wasp monster things. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, we, we need to make it sound worse than just a homicidal maniac. Like, <laughs> we just I, need to try to survive. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, they, they wouldn't believe it if, if yeah. God, what the hell are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> Well, I think that we're pretty yeah, well we're defended be right number here. One. If they commit, if they communicate with one another, they know that they're going to get killed if they try to come in. Here. Well, we've got these Where's, two creatures here. Where's the one that was following me? There's one following is, me up the stairs. Is there any noise from outside the door? There's no noise. Okay. He knows. It hurt us. It must be listening. We just need <laughs> to sit here and, and sit tight and be careful. There's no way we can communicate with uh, with Miss Thomas or Doctor uh, Doctor Baxter or Augustine. No, the radio's down there in the room with that thing that chased but Long up. They don't have a radio with them anyway. We'll just have to see if they ever come back. We don't have any way to warn them if they do come back that those things are all over the place. We don't have any food in here. If it just sits there, we're going to starve to death in here. We'll no, we can leave. Month. We don't have to go down there. We can leave from where we are. That's just leading downstairs. You know, they also didn't it's, seem that's to come the only out. exit. Yes, the only they exit. also didn't seem to come out during the day. So maybe by the by, all we have to do is wait out the evening. Stay hibernate or something in the daytime. So how long do you guys want to wait? <laughs> well, until tomorrow morning. Okay. At do you least. guys decide to do anything other than having a constant vigil on that door? Nope. <laughs> Basically, it's the door. That's the only place in now. It's that door and then the big, the big uh, observatory doors that we've secured shut. And if anybody's here is any noises or buzzing tell everyone so, so i i take the uh the uh hand axe i got down at the store and i go over and i i just make sure those two creatures are dead 
I, I just put a couple wax right into where I think their their yeah. head is. Probably just, nothing left of them. At right this point. And one know. one is completely kind of uh, just uh, the air has has it's disintegrated and melted away. The one that you shot uh, is more you know, fully intact, but you can tell that it is also starting to kind of dissolve and melt away onto the floor. Is the weapon there? Yes, there are two of them because they were each armed. So oh, they so look they're... like stones, but they, they have a strange kind of uh, shape to them and a little bit of a twisted tip. Okay. But they don't look like they have a trigger or anything like that. They could be mm-hmm. mind controlled. They, they look almost like a, like a, a porous lava rock. So there's nothing left of these creatures. They're they're disintegrating into just nothing, just goo, basically. Just into yeah, they're disintegrating into goo. Oh God! So by the time if if we did the police route, by the time they got here, there'd be no creature to show them. They would think we're mad. You're right. All right, so that's not going to help at all. I'd be more concerned for the police because they wouldn't know what they were walking into. Well, yeah, if, if Jay, they just sent one squad car, but if we could somehow, yeah, I, I don't know what we could say that they believe to send several squad cars. Send more cops. Yeah. <laughs> I think all we can do is just sit here and hope and pray that nothing gets in. Yeah, we'll wait till morning and hope that uh, that uh, Edith and, and uh, Philip and Arlo get back. We hope that they don't come out in the daytime. All right. Let's move the camera to uh, Edith and Philip and Arlo as they are driving back to the observatory, I believe. Yes. Okay. Uh, So it's been about probably an hour and a half since you left. Uh, So it's now the beginning of full-on darkness. Okay. The sun is set enough. The shadows are long enough. The sky is a is a super dark blue, uh, you know, moments away from being black. You can already start seeing stars coming out as you pull up to the observatory. Uh, where are lights on? Uh, there are some uh, dim uh, lights in the observatory uh, building, you know, the ground floor, uh, but it's kind of hard to see. Um, and uh, the dome looks closed. Uh-huh. It's closed. They were, they were supposed to be stargazing tonight. Yeah, and they were looking forward to it. Um, um, we could be careful. We we should be extremely mindful. In fact, um, I agree. I'm going to have. I'm going to get my gun out. Uh, could you do a, before we uh, stop the truck? Can you um, sort of pull around in a circle on the gravel and and shine light on everything? Yes, I'll do. Look that. for any other. Yeah, we'll do like a 360, like a donut in the yard, and try to like illuminate everything. <laughs> okay. Can can we hear the car the truck pull up outside from inside the observatory? Yes. Okay. If if I hear anything like the car, I, I tell the other two to hold on. I, I hand the shotgun to Dr. Wong 
and I'm going to pick up anything heavy, like a wrench or, or something like that, and I'm going to go up to the dome, and I'm going to bang, 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 SOS in Morse code. Uh, so that well, that's a sign probably of human intelligence. Mm. Unless yeah. unless our foes are being clever. Um, SOS though. That's yeah, you hear not. you hear the ringing of metal banging out an SOS. All right. Um, okay. uh, I suppose there are no external lights at the observatory, are there? No external lights. But we must have taken at least a torch or Lantern, two up with us. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, all right. Let's uh, same procedure. Right, arms out. Uh, straight line. Mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe we should return. Uh, you can't reach the metal dome with the observatory from the ground, can you? No. Is there a metal stairwell to the door of the observatory, or is it flat? It's probably flat. It's probably just yeah, the, the observatory is, you know, like a, a two-story building. So there's, there's the ground floor door that you can go in. All right, okay. Um, so, uh, from outside the truck, get a group looking around, nothing, we don't see anything fluttering do down from the heavens. You do not. Um, okay. So straight line, light in one hand, firearm in the other. We'll just go for the door and try it. Okay. The door is actually slightly ajar. The external door is ajar. And the light inside there is on. There's a couple of, of dim lights on inside. Doctor, maybe I should uh, lead the way. Uh, as you will. Uh, let's uh, let's respond uh, in Morse. Yes. And if there's a metal fitting near the door or something. If you. If you do that, I'll cover this door. Which door? We open the ajar door. I will start to walk towards it and go in. All right. While you signal back. Well, I don't know what I would make a noise with. Pick up a rock, throw rocks. I don't know. I'm not. Good. I, my arm is not good enough to throw a successful dot 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 dash 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 <laughs> dot dot dot. I'm assuming. I'm assuming if they're the one knocking on there, they must have heard the truck come in. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just move in cautiously. I assume. Well, I don't know. We'll see what we see. Stay in light. Who knows anymore? Do we hear them downstairs coming close on foot? Yeah, you've heard the truck, and uh, so as uh, as Arlo and Philip and Edith begin to go into the observatory, uh, you go into the main, uh, there's like a foyer room, you can see the office nearby, there's a stairwell that goes up to the uh, telescope room, there's another door nearby, uh, for the radio room, and there's like a supply closet, and there's also a door that goes down to the uh, basement area, um, and uh, there's a light, um, um, and it seems to be on a on a on a pendulum. It seems to be swinging in the office 
Uh, so you can see a little bit of yellow light coming out of the office. Um, and then, you know, there's the stairwell up and obviously they've been banging on the, on the metal dome up so top. Upstairs. Oh, yeah. Start upstairs first and knock before entering. Dr. Long, yell. Tell them that there's danger. Because I'm up on banging. <laughs> uh, Maybe they I can hear you. Well, if, they, if I hear a knock on the door, I'm going to shout, who is it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Philip, you go up the steps and there's a metal door uh, there that you know leads, because you've been here already, you know that metal door leads to the telescope room. Knock, knock, knock. We're back from up the hill. Are we? Everyone, all right? Uh, no, it's it's them. I'm gonna very cautiously open the door. Uh, the door is open for you, Philip, and you see weapons inside, pointing in your direction. Okay, uh, everyone, we're, we we came back, all three of us. Everyone, all right the here? fuck inside the room. <laughs> Get in okay, here. Okay. Close that door behind you. Okay. All right. Does everyone come up the stairs and go into the telescope room? Okay. Yeah. And shut the door behind? No, I don't want to shut it. I want to leave it open. Okay. Watch. All right. Uh, what's happening? What's wrong? We were attacked. Dimitri. They, 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 got, they got Dimitri. They got Vasily. No, um, calm down. No, they almost burnt. Dr. Zeno, to be, look at the burnt Yeah, there's, there's a the couple concrete. of holes in the dome that, you know, kind of at a weird angle go down through like the radio room and stuff. In fact, now you notice um, that the radio, the shortwave has been destroyed from the heat beam. No. Um, oh, my God. But as you can see, we killed two of them. So we know they're vulnerable to attack and they know that we can kill them. There's a what couple they, of strange puddles over there. Uh, the no, one down got, where you were. We, we we got two of them, but the one that got Vasily, uh, I don't know where it went. It it I I went down there and it was in there with Vasily and it, it chased me back up the stairs and we've been here since. I assume you didn't leave the door open to the outside. N no. Then no, the door uh, was I, open. Then I suspect that that participant has left through it. We need to check on Vasily. I don't know if he's still alive. Dimitri? Oh, Vasily. Vasily. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They, they whisked the Dimitri off into the air. They pulled him up with something. Oh, God. I'll, I'll go check on Vasily's. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Nobody leaves this room until the sun comes up. I can, I can accompany Miss Thomas. No. Well, a couple of us could go together. Yeah, we, we should be. Jesus Christ. So, um... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna need to resolve um, immediate concern. If Vasily or Dimitri yes. might be alive, we should retrieve them, and then we'll sit down, uh, open up some tinned food, and and tell each other stories. Um, we we saw some astonishing things up at the uh, ridge as well. Yes, but there's a chance that there's someone alive and uncared for. In fact. Oh, well, in that case, the whole town could be taken over by now. Why did you drive down there and check on them? If you leave this room, you're dead. Well, you're lucky you got back in this room. The things were picking us off. We, we, they came we in through the thing. We, we shot two of them. They were going to kill us all. Well, we barely got away. Vasily and Dimitri are dead. 
That's why two or three of us go check on the Two or three. Are two or three of you going to fight off these monsters? We barely made it with our lives. And you're going to go the fight attitude them you off? You would want us to Mr. take Bones. Dr. Salvin? Absolutely. If you, were, if, if you were in that place? Absolutely. I would not want you to come and try to risk your lives to save me. Dr. <laughs> Long saw that the thing was on the back of him. It, had, it was puppeteering it was, him. It was moving him like a puppet. I don't know if he was dead. I don't know the other people were... It took his brain. Cuthbert, it's... do you remember in the war? You remember Charlie, how we went in, back and saved him? And he was alive, but only barely. I, I agree. Is... If, if it was fighting anything that we could, could conceive of, th those were the Germans. They were, they were like you and I. These things, we have no idea what they're capable of. They we are. Succumb to bullets, just as wall. any of us will. Look at the holes in the wall. Do you think yes, you're going to fight that off? But if there's you a chance, them? if there's a chance, there's a man. Really? How much chance? Alive is there? or whatever. How much chance? Mr. Bunce, I don't really care for your opinion. I care for Cuthbert and Long. I would opinion. very much like to volunteer Dr. Arlo to go out there. I was already I'm volunteering. Really tired of you. I was already volunteering to go. Gentlemen, gentlemen, go. You, have a, you, have a, you have a history together. It has nothing to do with where we are now. Someplace none of us could have expected to be. Uh, Augustine, we'll have a, I, let me ask one question. You say, Dr. Long, that Vasily was being puppeted by one of the lobsters it, it, from- It was, it spoke in his voice. It, he was seated in a chair. His, his lips weren't moving and the thing was gripping his arms and like, like a marionette. Literally, think... it was looming over him in the darkness. It had shut the light off so I couldn't see it. And I could just see Vasily's face, but his lips weren't moving. His eyes weren't blinking and his, but his arm, it was- Dr. Augustine, Ms. Thomas, I think we needn't uh, go and look at that. If it's, if they left the body behind or not, I don't, that doesn't sound as though there was any human agency in that. That thing could be waiting down there for you right now. But it did let, it did let them through though. And it appears to have left the door open behind it, perhaps. I saw only four, what I believe to be four tracks uh, around Ms. England's house. I didn't see any more indication that there were larger numbers of them when we were casting prints earlier. What I'm happened, concerned what that happened was, with you and the, the moaning thing up in the mountains? You were right. It was a group of them. A group. The group. A family. They, we're not welcome. They didn't greet us with violence, but it was obvious we're not welcome. One well, if they, if they received the same kind of hospitality that these things showed us. Oh, there was a fight, clearly. One yes. of the, the squatches. One dies. We, we saw some insectoid body parts and more of this goo. What? Some kind of, well, yeah, like that goo. That sounds all like over the, the forest. Yeah. And then we found a squatch just dead. The same one that you had seen, I think, Mr. Cuthbert, that had uh, the, the burns and the yeah. mutations. The, as well, you well, described look, it. Look, anyway. The burns, the burns. Oh, God, it makes sense. Now, look, this, this thing that attacked, 
it's Zeno. It it burnt. Its weapon burned. We didn't even see anything. It was like the air rippled a little. And it ate a hole right through if the it was, wall. If it was burned, they could have been fighting with these things and got burned. Oh, it would have engulfed your entire mm. body had you not made it out in time, so you know. One of the um, Neanderthal types, uh, the one you saw is dead. Uh, another one lost a limb. It was being cared for in primitive fashion by uh, sort of a person, shaman woman. There are children as well. They have fire. Uh, and they may have recognized something familiar about Ms. Thomas. At any rate, they um, were alarmed by our presence, but allowed us to leave. In addition, uh, their cave is near another cave that has been stoned up, but is emitting a glowing light. Uh, perhaps one of Nemesis's children you know, that's food. where the these, these these things couldn't the Migo came from. I, these events, I mean, if these creatures were here for a long time, they would have gotten Sylvia and everybody else uh, long before we got here. They're they're a recent arrival. I think it's these things are what came in the meteor shower. I'm sorry, well, that's logical. Mm. Sylvia and Bob seemed to be very cagey when we asked them about it too, and they kept saying that nothing fell to the earth. Do you think perhaps they well Bob Bob wasn't stoned cagey. it up in that cave? No, maybe Bob not. wasn't cagey. Well, Sylvia was. She and, Sylvia and she'd been saw. dealing with these squatches directly. Maybe she had put the put it you know covered up the cave so no one else would get into it. But the uh, Bob Bob knew about what Sylvia was doing. Mm. I, mm. I think. Bob and some people up in Canada and whoever he was writing the letter to know about that's right these, that correspondence the Sasquatch like creatures but I don't but Bob knew nothing about these things when they he, mm. he described being very disturbed by their buzzing voice which I mean they're very recent uh, to the area and their coming seems to coincide with whatever fell that night you you said the the cave with the green glow looks like it had been blocked up with boulders. Big boulders? I, I think so. Probably the only thing that could do that would be those Sasquatches. Maybe, Maybe they... they Maybe they were disturbed by it or something. Could it have burned them? Could that have been what caused the burns could it be and the green, green glow? Not Maybe true. it's like radiation. I've heard that can be pretty bad. Hmm. Radium. But I mean, we've been we've been attacked by something that causes a phenomenal heat effect, uh, and mm. some object fell. I have two of their weapons, if you want to look at them. Although I'm, I don't really. I want to keep them, but I don't want to touch them because I don't know how they work. I, you could be I'd pointing like it look, at your. I have, I have decent knowledge of mechanical things. Just I'd like bear to in mind it. that you could accidentally point them at yourself and activate them. And they, they don't look mechanical. They look organic. Biological. Mm. Yeah. But, but here can, they we are. We can ascertain if the entry of the thing caused burns if we can examine the trees. I mean, it tore through the trees, but we haven't taken a closer look to see if the trees have been scorched. All I think is that we should wait until daylight because they don't seem I, to be active during the, the day. 
Well, uh, no, Baxter heard them during the day. Did he? Yes. He, he heard a buzzing noise when he read Sylvia's. I heard buzzing, but they could have been deep in the forest no. shade. I still would rather like I'd rather see them coming from a long way off before than have them sneak up in the dark. I want to, I as much as I want nothing to do with them, I would like to see one intact instead of just a remnant here and there. I can't quite imagine. They seem yes. to dissolve. Uh, you don't want to see them alive. Did no. uh, did we Bring in, um, you know, pillows, blankets, canned goods, we something for the We were overnight. just trying to get away from them. Yeah, they came on very fast. Now we'll have to make our way over to the uh, to the house for food and the like. We're not going to starve in, in a few hours. What, what time is it now, roughly? Like about midnight? It's not quite that late, but yeah, it's getting late. Like eleven or whatever. So yeah, we've got another. Uh, I'd like to have coffee and food. Yes. We obviously, shouldn't all be asleep at any point, but it's going to be a long night to sit around and jaw. Yes, I would also like to try and, when we can, establish more contact with that group. I think. And, try and the, the the notebook. We have to go back into the office. Yes. Uh, Dimitri's notes about Nemesis. They're in the office. How bad is the radio? Is it like smashed beyond repair? Yeah, there's whole chunks of it missing. Oh, okay. I was going to try to repair it and, it's and hail nailed. Hank down the road. Oh, yeah, but melted. No. <laughs> like hole this big melted in it. <laughs> oh, right. And we're not exactly going to go back to your um, murder bird sky nest to retrieve Bob's radio. Not that we I don't think that's where wise. We got anyway, I think we should so. get the fudge out of here. Well, we need to get along. We need to get those notes for long, or you don't uh, want to see the they're, thing. They're, but the they're downstairs. But, they're just downstairs. Yes, we. Uh, I would thing in mind. Yep, go on, please. Yes, I wouldn't mind. We could just go get them. I know it's night time, and you're like, two or three of us could go quickly gather the notes. Yeah, now, down not... armed. Yeah, three. We should but, never be less than three. But I would also like to go back to the squatches or whatever, the beings, the humanoids, because I, I feel like maybe sign language or something like that might be able to get through to them. There's got to be a way we could learn more from them. And yes. maybe bring, bring, bring them some of the food from here. There's stores of food here. And that's what Sylvia was doing to them. I think trying to, to be friends with them. If we could take over that position, there might be some camaraderie built amongst us. And, then. Oh, and, uh, and I think that we have a common enemy. Yes, I don't I think we should. I don't think we should just up and leave like Mr. Buns is suggesting. I also think that we probably don't have a lot of fresh produce here and that those animals won't be able to do a lot with cans of beans or barrels of oats. No, but And we're going to need to replace the radio. And To be fair, I'd like to check on Hank in the morning anyway. See if everyone in town is... We should see if Garrison still exists, yes. Exactly. So we uh, could go uh, in the morning. We could go to town, get some produce. Dr. Long, you were told by the thing that put me in this body that you would know what to do about Nemesis when the time came? Z yeah, that, no, said that, that was... Zeno. And Zeno, did you see through the telescope tonight? I didn't. 
I was busy watching for the thing. If I hadn't been, it would have gotten to us first before I got to it. I blew the first one's head off. No, they have heads. What what are their eyes like? <laughs> they don't have eyes. They have eyes. brain masses like. that sparkle and glow in different colors. It's easy to point. I mean, you'll go like, what the hell is that? You see the light before you see anything else. They look like giant wasps. Like huge hornets. So, um, the reason doctors long and Saladin that we can't leave despite this threat is that if we don't stop Nemesis, there'll presumably be more of these incursions. If this is ancillary to the right, I, I, false I, comet. How are we going to stop a comet? Apparently, a god told you. You just don't remember yet. We, losing, losing the observatory would be... I, I agree with Baxter. We, we can't lose the observatory. The, the research we need to do, that still needs to be done on Nemesis. I, <sighs> I, I agree all with all of that, but we just need to wait until daylight. It's safer in the daylight. But, but also, what you're saying, keeping the observatory, we're, we're, you mean we would have to be fending off attacks like this night after night? Oh, no, no. no we yeah. need to drive them off. We yeah. just need to get the data we need and leave. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you, Doctor Saladin. This, this is, this is madness to think we should. The, the sooner we can get yes, those notebooks, the, the sooner I can ascertain what's but we, remaining. Are we really safe in the day, Mister Buns? Because they can clearly do something to the birds. I heard about the bear. We're definitely we really... not safe in the dark. No, if but there were four way. in this party, and you killed two, and the eight people killed one then and and one of them was puppeteering Vasily there may be just that one escapee but one of I them mean, as far as I know they can multiply through self parturition or something something dragged Dimitri off something that didn't look like it was part of one of those things yeah I was just going to say it didn't, if your description did not sound like anything we saw up here Unless it was just another kind of one of their weapons, some sort of grappling hook thing. We should look around in the daylight for Dimitri's corpse. Uh, let's um, let's three of us uh, who maybe are a little less shell shocked yes, get get some coffee and a little food and pick up the notebook, and then we'll sit in here all night and keep an eye out and in the air and reassess things uh, after we've all had a little bit of rest and some sustenance. Yes, so, yes. Let's go. Well, let's go then, Doctor and Miss Thomas. Yes, Shotgun's not going with you. Anyway. Stay here with us. I've got my own. Uh, we have firearms. We have our own, Mr. Buns. We have our own. He did see a ghoul, though. It's not all in there. Who stays in the uh, dome with uh, Saladin? Where are you going along? I, I want to get that, uh, but I, I need to check that the facility's okay, and I need to find those notes. But you'll stay here with I won't Sal leave the grounds of the observatory. I'll okay. go downstairs with them, check the office, and then I'll come right back. So we'll go down with you, determine that Vasily is dead, get make sure notes. you get his notes, mm -hmm. and then we'll go across to the house and get a couple of things for comfort. Okay, I will stay with you, Dr. Long. 
you're, you're right. coming but with me. You're leaving, Dr. Saladin shouldn't be there by the... himself. No one should be alone. Okay, sure. I, I Saladin, so we'll stay together up here. We'll just we'll accompany along down and back. So nobody, it's like the duck and the goose and okay. the chicken and yes. all that. Scorpion on the uh, duck's mm. back, the frog's back. Yeah. What, what, whichever <laughs> order you take, the fox and the chicken and the seeds across the river. Well, all right. So um, uh, Saladin and Cuthbert stay up at the dome room in the telescope room. You guys head downstairs and uh, go into the office to check on uh, Vasile and to look for the notes that he was uh, supposed to fetch. Uh, and there you do find Vasile's corpse. Um, uh, unlike uh, uh, Bob and uh, Edith's mother, um, instead of it being a uh, almost you know hat-like cut around the skull, it's actually the rear half of the skull is cut out and you can see that the brain had been removed backwards out of the back of the skull. Also down his spine, his entire spine has been also removed down to the hip. Um, so brain and brainstem and spine, the entire nervous system has been pulled out. Uh, everyone make a sand roll or for the four of you who are in there seeing that. I will just say, eighty-three is a fail. I passed. I passed. But okay, this is a, fascinating. Yes, with a with a with a fail, roll a d three. With a pass, lose one. Okay. This, this Ooh, is, two points. Two points. It's it's horrifying, but fascinating how this works. You see why we consider these creatures intelligent. Yes, I do. Uh, the, the subtlety of this is uh, really quite remarkable. And uh, uh, Dimitri's uh, notes on uh, Nemesis are there on the desk. Uh, uh, so yes, we'll escort Dr. Long upstairs with those. Okay. And report, yes, Vasily is uh, no more. Dr. Long can describe it. If you don't hear from us in five minutes lock everything up but we're just going to get coffee and some you know a block of cheese and stuff make and, it and do, those books those weird books we have all right you know we should get the book of Ayaban, the uh okay. ghouls that yes all yeah you know so you are successfully able to go to the cabin collect uh creature comforts collect the books coffee cheese and return to the telescope room where you guys spend the rest of the evening hunkered down in uh, some semblance of peace. And I think we'll draw the curtains closed for this episode there. Fantastic. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Holly Buto, Stuart Lifebleed, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where we can chat with other members, where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. 
If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.